podcast as always it's your boy justin pora we're recording friday april 30th a little before 1 p.m on the east coast on location for the first time ever recording the podcast up at my old stomping grounds of syracuse university recording the podcast for everybody happy to be here happy to talk some nba basketball watched a few of the games with the nfl draft going on last night Kevin Porter, how about that? Talked about him as one of our Open of the Weeks earlier in the season as he threw a temper tantrum for getting his locker taken away over with the Cavs. Now he's with the Houston Rockets. Dropped a 50-burger on the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. Going down with an injury, we don't think it's anything too serious, according to Mike Boonholzer after the game, saying that they're hopeful, going to evaluate it day by day. But a couple of really important games for both the Bucks and the Nets over the next few days as both teams jockeying for position in the Eastern Conference. But let's talk about a couple other things today. We'll talk about two franchises in the NBA who are typically thought of as better franchises. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Phoenix, who was one of the more dominant franchises in the early 90s mid-2000s, but not really since then, that are already clinched a playoff berth for this year's postseason, first time in 11 years. We'll also talk about the New York Knicks, the most valued franchise in the NBA, who hasn't been in the playoffs in over five years, and they look like they will be there this season as well. But first, we got to start with a player that we usually talk a lot about, joined a new team this offseason, the Washington Wizards haven't been great out of the gate, but recently are working themselves into the playoff conversation. And we have to talk about Russell Westbrook. An absolutely dominant month of April. 13 triple doubles. He's put himself in a position where if he gets five more, he will tie Oscar Robinson for the all-time triple-double record. And six will be the record for it. And he probably, knowing how Russell operates, will get that this season, especially if the Wizards are going to be competing for a playoff position. He needs to play well. If they make the playoffs, obviously more games for him to get that done. Wizards now stand as a 10 seed in the East into the playing tournament with a record of 28 and 34. Now, there's a narrative about Russell Westbrook is that he stat pads. He does everything to get the triple-double. It doesn't matter if his team wins or loses if he gets the triple-double. No, 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 no. You have to look at his record for his teams when he does get a triple-double. He's had 174 career triple-doubles. His team's records when that happens, 131-43. and 43. That's 131 wins in 174 triple-doubles for Russell Westbrook. And look, he's one of my favorite players in basketball over the last 10 years. And I think he got absolutely screwed over when Kevin Durant decided to join the Golden State Warriors because that team was in a position to win a championship. They were up 
three games to one on the 73-win Golden State Warriors. And as history goes, they lose that series. Durant goes to Golden State. And the Thunder haven't won a playoff series since. So I think that there's a huge knock on Russell Westbrook's legacy because he's never put his team in a position alone to win an NBA Finals. Never mind that in his third year, his team got to the NBA Finals when they played LeBron James in the Miami Heat as the King got his first ring. Never mind that they were up 3-1 on Golden State. Never mind that he's been side-by-side with Kevin Durant, who everyone accepts as one of the best players anyone under the age of 30 has ever seen in their lives. And he was running the show with him, being the reason that the teams he was on in Oklahoma City were so successful. But everyone still wants to tarnish him, saying he can't win. He's not a leader. He's not the guy you want on a championship-ready team. I mean, the guy just wins. And if you ask any player in the NBA, they all say it. No one works harder on the basketball court than Russell Westbrook. No one comes ready to play for every single game like Russell Westbrook. And there's a reason that the players are saying these things because they know that the media goes after him for certain things and they understand greatness when they see it and give credit where credit is due. People wanted to make a big deal of when Kevin Durant was on a podcast a couple weeks ago, was naming the best players he's played with, and, you know, the clip that everyone tossed around social media was that he didn't include Russell Westbrook. Well, if you watch the next 15 seconds of that video that they don't show on Twitter, he said that, oh, my bad, really did forget Russ. Actually, I would put him over Clay Thompson. So don't believe everything that you see going around the internet. And look, he had to put Kyrie and Harden one and two, right? Because that's the team he's on right now. And I love Russell Westbrook. He's nowhere near as good as Steph Curry. So four seems right. But now the Wizards, who earlier in the season, I was on record stating they're one of the worst teams in basketball. I think I might've said at one point they were the worst team in basketball. Now they're in a position to make the playoffs or at least compete in the playing tournament could potentially skip over the Hornets and the Pacers to get into that eighth spot. And it's going to be because not that Bradley Beal, who was going off in the first half of the season, taking a little bit of a step back, even though he's still really, really good, but because Russell Westbrook is not letting this team die. It would have been so easy for them to give up on the season when they were down in the dumps with the Pistons at the bottom of the Eastern Conference But Russell Westbrook just does everything in his power to put his team in a position to win when he's on the floor. And look at what's happening in Washington. They're in a position to make the postseason. All right, so that's my little Russell Westbrook rant. Let's go over to the Western Conference, talk about another point guard, somebody who's been swapped for Russell Westbrook when Russ went to the Rockets. This guy went to Oklahoma City last year, changed their luck around, got them to a postseason where I believe ESPN BPI had them at a 0.2% to make the postseason. And the Phoenix Suns, who haven't made a playoff in 11 years, 
have clinched with a full month left in the regular season? That's Chris Paul. And I brought it up a little bit in Tuesday's episode that he deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Not that he should win. I don't know if you can really win MVP and average 16 points per game. But when you talk about value to a team, value to an organization, value to a franchise, no one has done what the next two players I'm going to talk about have done like Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul and Julius Randle. I'll get to Julius Randle in a little bit. But talking about Chris Paul right now, the Suns have become a juggernaut in the NBA. They're the second team in the Western Conference to clinch. Only four teams in the NBA have clinched a playoff spot at this point in the season. They have the second best record in the league, and they're playing the Utah Jazz this weekend. Actually, tonight, if you're listening on Friday, for an opportunity to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. This is a team that won all of its available games after the stoppage in 2020 and still couldn't make the play-in tournament. We have a month left in the season and they have the second best record in basketball with an opportunity to be the one seed in the Western Conference. And the roster didn't have a massive overhaul. They got Jay Crowder, who was a veteran player that was on a NBA Finals team last season with the Miami Heat. Of course, Devin Booker got a year better. Now he's 24. DeAndre Ayton got a year better. Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Dario Sarge. Good players, young players, but they're not anything special. And when you look at the Phoenix Suns right now, it all goes through Chris Paul, the leader of the team. Competes on defense. He's teaching these guys. He is building a culture in Phoenix that I don't think anyone, even if you respected and watched what they did in the bubble last year, could have ever expected them to reach this level of success. And that's because of Chris Paul. That's just something about a guy going into a locker room, talking up the young folks, going in with a young coach, making the right moves, running the offense well. Look, they... It's a very Chris Paul type situation. The tempo's very slow. They play hard defense. He makes the right decisions. He can get to the basket, kick it out. He understands that Devin Booker is a better scorer than him. He gets him the ball when he needs it. And he just runs this offense to perfection. So it's a huge credit to Chris Paul, someone who deserves to be in that MVP conversation. I think it's a three-man race if you want to put him in there with Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, you know, depending on how the Sixers finish out the season, how the Nuggets finish out the season. Look, the Phoenix Suns could very well be the number one seed in the Western Conference. And you're going to have a really tough time convincing me that Chris Paul doesn't deserve some first place votes. And a team that hasn't made the postseason in a decade, they have a young star in Devin Booker. There was conversation before the season. Oh my gosh. Why would Devin Booker stay in Phoenix? This is a losing culture. This is a losing organization. Why would he stay in a bad situation? He's one of the best young players in the game. Well, that's not going to be a conversation anymore because they're going to host two home series in the playoffs this year. That I could say for a fact. And that's going to turn some heads in the Phoenix organization. And I think they're going to ink them up really soon to a big extension. 
And just what a move for Chris Paul to get the track right in Phoenix. And now let's talk about a very similar situation with a more high profile brand and maybe a player we couldn't expect to make this type of impact. Yes, I'm talking about the hometown favorites, the New York Knicks and Julius Randle. So coming into this season, the 2020-2021 regular season, the Knicks get a new little front office overhaul. They get Tom Thibodeau, who has had success as the coach of the Chicago Bulls. There was always some knocks on him. He runs his guys too hard. It's a short-term coach fit. He's better with, you know, a veteran group of guys. He was run out of Minnesota. Maybe he's past his prime. He had his heyday in Chicago. All right. And they have Julius Randle. Oh, the Knicks supposed to be this big-time free agent destination. But all they could get is Julius Randle, this unproven kid from L.A.? Oh, he can't be the star of a team. You have R.J. Barrett. They used the number three pick on this guy? Why would they do it on this guy? Look what he did his rookie season. And look at what's happening now. The New York Knicks, the number four seed in the Eastern Conference, 35-28. and 28, The best defensive efficiency in basketball. And Julius Randle is one of the best players in the league right now. And look, it might sound crazy coming out of my mouth, but look at the stats. It's true. 24 points per game, 10.5 rebounds, 6 assists, leads the league in minutes played, still only 26 years old. Kid's a hell of a player. And he is leading the revitalization of this culture. He's making the star free agents that we always think that the Knicks are going to get and never actually wind up getting start to reconsider and maybe want to come to the Mecca of Madison Square Garden. R.J. Barrett is having a huge improvement from year one to year two. Look, I'm the big Heat fan over here. I'm a big Tyler Hero fan. I love him. I didn't want to give him up for James Harden in the moment, but R.J. Barrett is playing significantly better than Tyler Hero this season. And it's not really close. He's also in the top three in minutes played this season. And he does it on both ends of the floor, competes very hard, and he wants to be a staple for this Knicks team. The Derrick Rose trade, I absolutely trashed it. Why would you go get an older veteran guy for a young team that's trying to build something? Well, he's giving you 15 points per game off the bench. And he is teaching the Emmanuel Quickleys and the R.J. Barretts and the Julius Randles the Thibodeau way. What happens when you buy into this guy and you buy into a team and how you can make it in the NBA? No one has better stories about that than Derrick Rose. He has the highest highs. He's had the lowest lows. And his role on this Knicks team is absolute perfection. And look, when we talk about both these teams, Phoenix and New York, I think mainly New York, when we have this conversation, we don't really expect them to make legitimate noise in the playoffs. And sticking with the Knicks, 
Yeah, you got Julius Randle, who's a premier player, a well-deserved all-star this season, going to get some all-NBA votes. We don't think that they're going to compete with the Bucks and the Sixers and the Nets in the playoffs. But if they're the four seed and they get the Hawks, that is something that just shifts the culture, shifts the narrative. I mean, let's be honest, folks. The New York Knicks were the absolute laughingstock, not of the NBA, but of all of sports. Everyone absolutely clowned the Knicks when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decided to go to Brooklyn. Everyone clowned the Knicks when they failed to get the number one pick in the lottery and Zion Williamson winds up going over to New Orleans, especially after last season when R.J. Barrett wasn't playing so well. And of course, John Morant and Zion Williamson were very, very good. But now there is this narrative that the Knicks may be not so bad. I mean, look, Julius Randle was a surprise. No one thought that he would be an an all-star. And he's not the superstar that the New York market really hopes to recruit. So when you say that this team is winning and they're not doing it with a legitimate superstar, that's a fact. And look, I love Julius Randle. He's never going to be the number one player on a winning team, but he is very, very good. And I think... Guys that are legitimate number one superstar guys, the LeBrons, the Durants, the Kawhis, the Giannis, the Luka Doncic, they look at Julius Randle and say, I would love to play with that guy. And I would love to play for Tom Thibodeau because look at the team that he's put together. It is absolutely outstanding. So kudos to the Suns, kudos to the Knicks. They are probably, if you're a fan of the Suns and the Knicks, You guys have to be on top of the world right now. I think they're probably the two best fan bases to be watching at a team right now looking over because outside of Chris Paul and Phoenix and and Derek Rose for the Knicks, these are very, very young teams that are overperforming by a ton. I don't think there's legit expectations for them to do anything this season, but the future is very, very bright, very exciting, and they're going to have home playoff series in both of those venues, and it's going to be super exciting. All right, let's go through the schedule for the weekend, then we'll get out of here, set you up for a nice Tuesday episode of the podcast. Tonight, Friday night, NBA TV doubleheader. The Blazers take it on the Nets. The Blazers actually favored in that game. Maybe I'll have a pick. If you want to check out the pick, go to the Book It Sports app, the number one social media app for sports bettors. I post my picks if you follow me at Jay Pora. Had a great NFL draft day yesterday on the Book It Sports app. Uh, I wound up hitting all of my draft props. And you could have got those if you followed me on the Book It Sports app. So go check it out. But the Blazers favored in that game. Definitely suspect. Maybe I'll have a pick for that one. And then after the Kings taking on the Lakers, the old rivalry of the NBA. Uh, still no LeBron James for the Lakers, but we expect them back soon. And then the game, for some reason, not on national television, the battle for the number one seed in the Western Conference, Utah Jazz in Phoenix taking on the Suns. That is going to be an incredible game. 
and try to find a way to watch it because it's going to be a doozy. Saturday, ESPN doubleheader, Warriors-Rockets. Nothing too excited. The Warriors really need to win some games. I mentioned Kevin Porter, big 50-point game last night for Houston. And then after that, the Nuggets-Clippers, big game. Clippers, one of the hottest teams in the West right now, trying to move up along the ranks of the Western Conference. Sunday, doubleheader, ABC, Nets-Bucks. The Nets looking to, in the first of two against the Bucks. Hopefully catch them off guard. Giannis left the game last night against Houston with an apparent ankle injury, though Boonholzer is hopeful. Who's to say that they're going to risk him two days later in a big game against the Nets? Not really sure how that's going to go, but that's 3.30 Eastern on ABC. And then NBA TV doubleheader, Blazers Celtics, Raptors Lakers, and then Monday night ESPN doubleheader, Warriors Pelicans big game, and then the Nuggets taking on the Lakers who will be on the back half of a back-to-back. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the JP Hoops Podcast, last episode of April, which is the last month fully of the regular season. We will have playoff basketball in May. Super excited for that. It is going to be a fun time getting there as we have a lot of different storylines to watch. Appreciate y'all for listening, and I'll talk to you on Tuesday.